Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business and Happy New Year. This is Henry Lopez. This is a special 2023 kickoff episode. I'm going to share some tips and thoughts for success for both aspiring business owners and existing small business owners as we get the new year started. To receive more information about the Howa business, including the show notes page for this episode and how you can continue supporting my show and receive exclusive content and discounts through a Patreon membership, please visit thehowabusiness.com. Thanks to all of you for listening to my podcast. Because of your continued support, my show now reaches well over 100,000 listeners every month with almost 1.2 million downloads in 2022. Thanks for listening. I want to encourage you to think back to 2022, if you haven't already, and highlight and acknowledge, and ideally even write down, your successes and accomplishments. Regardless of what stage you're in, whether you're looking to start your first business or you are an existing business owner, I think it's important to reflect on your successes and accomplishments from the previous year. I think it's very easy for us to remain very forward focused and also to sometimes look back and only think about the negative things that have happened to us. But I think that for most of us, if you look back at the previous year with an effort to highlight what went well, you'll find that it wasn't as bad as you might think it has been. So I encourage you to take some time and assess, acknowledge, and celebrate your successes and victories in 2022. For me, as I look back to 2022, it includes new challenges that I faced, successes, and some failures as well. My overall process that I like to go through at the beginning of the year is to review the previous year, what did not go so well, where did I come up short, let's say, and then what were the successes? I like to write them down. What were the key successes? I also review my goals that I set at the beginning of last year to see what progress I made. Where, where did I succeed? And maybe where did I fall short and what needs to come forward to the next year? And then I like to write down, I, I just write it down on an index card. That's just what works for me so that I can keep it front and center. Then the rest of the year, I can keep it visible on my desk. I write down my high level goals. Some further thoughts on goal setting. I covered this topic of goal setting very specifically on episode 223 of the How a Business podcast. So if you want to get some more input or thoughts or ideas on goal setting, I encourage you to go listen to episode 223. But here are a couple of things to think about and consider. You know, for me, what I've learned, what I have learned from others that do this well, and what has worked for me is that I write down my goals, as I mentioned. To me, that power of visualization, of affirmation, of confirmation, and then keeping them front and center as much as possible throughout the year has proven very powerful for me. And I think you'll find that to be the case for yourself and for other successful people that you might know. I like to write very high-level goals. This is separate from the planning that you'll do for your business, whether you're starting a new business or you're an existing business owner. Of course, you'll create more detailed, specific plans, either for growth or to launch for your business. This is your high-level goals that you're setting for yourself when you're writing goals, and I think one of the things that perhaps makes it different from a New Year's resolution, which I'm not a big fan of, is that uh, you maybe apply to it the SMART technique, which you may have heard of, S-M-A-R-T. Goals should be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. 
Now, you may not have all of those components in a goal, but think about those things when you are writing a goal. Be as specific as possible, as realistic as possible, so that it really motivates you and drives you to achieve these high-level goals throughout the year. I do like the idea of short-term goals. So here we're talking about the goals for this coming year. But I think you should also have separately, and maybe this might be the first time that you do so, is to set some longer-term goals for yourself, maybe five years or farther out, that you are making sure that you're in alignment with, that your goals for this year are helping you get to where you want to go longer-term. And for that matter, your business, whether you're starting a business or you have a business, should be a vehicle, a way of getting to where you want to go longer term. It's always important to check that and to make sure that that is in alignment. And in, in my opinion, one key component about goals that make it effective is to share those goals with select people, people whose opinion you trust and care about. It should be maybe two, three, maybe one person that you share your goals with. And there's a level of accountability, I think, a level of uh, publicly putting that stake in the ground, if you will, with people who, again, you trust and care about. On episode 280, way back on episode 280 of The How of Business, I had a chance to interview Dawn Shannon, and she's an expert on getting things done and accountability. And here's what Dawn had to say about sharing your goals with others and having someone hold you accountable and the power of that. Listen to what Dawn had to say about this. You know, there's a study out there uh, from the American Society of Training and Development that says you are 65% more likely to accomplish a goal if you merely share it with another person. But then it also goes on to say that you're 95% more likely to accomplish that goal if you have ongoing accountability sessions, a coach, right? So it depends on what you want, right? Do you want to be in that 65%? Well, then you, you tell someone. You want to really get it going and, and be successful and achieve what you want, then you, you get a coach and you be in that 95%. That was Dawn Shannon from my conversation with her on episode 280 of the How a Business podcast. If you're listening to this show, it's because you're either a small business owner or an entrepreneur, or you're planning to get that business launched in 2023. If you're in the category of planning to start your first business, here are a couple of high-level considerations, things that you may have heard me talk about on this show or you may be in the process of doing. I think first and foremost, if you're looking to start your business in 2023, you need to consider first, are you ready, willing, and able? Because to become your own boss, you have to be ready, willing, and able to overcome the obstacles and challenges that are sure to come your way that can keep you from realizing your dreams. You have to be mentally and emotionally ready. You must be willing to put in the time and effort, and you must be able to afford the investment of time, money, and energy. I've done a whole series of episodes on this topic of are you ready, willing, and able? And so in the show notes page for this episode at the How of Business, I'll provide links to those episodes. And most recently on episode 440, I covered the topic of business ownership readiness assessment. I walk you through a one-page assessment to help you determine, are you ready now? And if you're not, what do you need to do to get ready 
to get started and launch your business. I've also put together a self-paced online course entitled Starting Your Business, Are You Ready? This is a great course that I'm very excited about. It'll walk you through this process of assessing where are you now to be ready to start your business. And if you're not quite ready, what do you need to do? What skills do you need to develop? What resources might you need to get? What, what do you need to do so that you can get your business launched? I'm going to have a special discount on the show notes page for this episode. So be sure to go there. This is episode 454. So go to the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com. Get that promo code and take advantage of this online course that I have created to help you determine if you're ready to get started. You know, often not having that clarity of what is it that's holding you back and what do you need to overcome those things, that's often what keeps us from getting started. It's often a mindset issue as much as anything else. Once you're ready, willing, and able, once you're, you've got all that in place and you're ready, then of course there are other things that have to fall into place, other things that you have to plan for and research. And of course you've got to have a business idea, a solid business idea, but more importantly, you have to have a solid business model and that business model has to be projected, modeled to make sure that it has the opportunity, the potential to be a viable, profitable small business for you. And so that means a business plan and the most important component, I think, of a business plan, which is your financial projections. Be sure to visit my website at thehowabusiness.com for various workshops that I offer on business planning, including creating your financial projections. For those of you who are existing small business owners in 2023 is about continuing to grow or maybe starting to get ready to exit your business, the biggest thing I want you to focus on is to continue to grow your business towards your definition of an owner-independent business. Remember that it's about working on our business, not in our business. And that comes from primarily the work from Michael Gerber and his very important book, The E-Myth. The E-Myth is the most recommended book of all of the guests that I've had on the show. I usually ask all of my guests a book that they would recommend, and The E-Myth is number one. I think it's a must-read either for aspiring entrepreneurs and also for existing small business owners. So if you're an existing business owner, that's got to be the focus. Where am I? What is my progress that I've made? And what do I need to focus on in 2023 to continue to work towards that owner-independent business, a business that works and produces revenue even when I'm not there? Now, that may not be possible for our, all businesses. If we're in a business where we exchange services, professional services in return for a fee, then it's harder to scale those businesses but it's not impossible if that's what you want to do. I mentioned planning when I was talking about goal setting. And so for 2023, I want you to think about what are those key performance measurements, those KPIs that you're going to measure in 2023 to assess progress that you're making and the financial health of your business. And I want you to think about and get more and more sophisticated year over year in how you manage your business with these indicators. And remember that there are what we call leading indicators and lagging indicators. 
most of us traditionally focus on the lagging indicators, and those are important. For example, reviewing your profit and loss statement on a monthly basis to see what happened the previous month. That's what I mean by a, a lagging indicator. But where, if you're not there already, you want to continue to get more sophisticated is to start measuring and tracking and looking at indicators that forecast what's to come. Now, that could apply very importantly to cash flow, but it might also apply if, if it's for your business, it makes sense, your funnel metrics. What are the number of leads, for example, that are coming into your funnel and what are your conversion rates? Of course, we're going to focus on measuring and tracking our revenues, our revenue growth in particular, and profitability. And related to that is expense management. If you haven't done any level of budgeting before, then this might be the year that it makes sense to implement some level of budgeting. And what I recommend there is that you select a handful, maybe one to five at the most expense categories, variable expense categories, ones that you can have some impact over, set a budget if possible based on what you spent in those categories last year, and then track it and see what happens there. Keeping it, uh, keeping an eye on it and tracking it is how you're going to possibly have an impact on managing that expense category. I have a client that I've worked with recently, for example, where maintenance was a particularly volatile category last year. And so they've decided to track that category very carefully throughout the year to try to rein that in and control that, or at least be very aware of what's going on there and why. And then the last thought for you, uh, this is whether you're starting a business or you have a business, speaking of these financials, you must have a financial system that's accurate and that you can depend on and that you trust, whether that's QuickBooks or whatever other tool you use. If you're about to start your own business, get that in place from day one. If you haven't done so or your financials are a mess, this is the year to clean that up. Get some help with that from a bookkeeper, an accountant, or CPA, but it's so critical to make sure you have that accurate and trustworthy data to help you navigate your business. I also want to share a few thoughts on economic conditions and to forecast into 2023 and the potential impact that the economy may have or will have on our businesses. Inflation certainly is a reality. We've been living through that here last year and the impact uh, depending on your business might have been significant or maybe not at all. But for a lot of us, our cost of producing or delivering our services probably increased to some extent last year. So we have seen the impact of inflation. And of course, at the end of the day, that erodes our profitability. And we cannot continue to operate that way without, if possible, passing that on to our customers and clients in the way of price increases. Increasing prices is always a delicate subject. I, uh, I know that even myself, I've struggled with it for all kinds of different reasons why we hesitate to raise our prices, including that we think we're going to price ourselves out of the market, our clients or our customers or our patients are going to uh, go elsewhere if we keep raising our prices, uh, all kinds of different reasons. Often, it's a lack of confidence as to why we don't raise our prices. But I'm here to tell you, and uh, other experts will as well, that we do have to, if at all possible, pass on some of these increases that we're absorbing in our costs onto our clients and customers. And I think that what you will find in most cases is that our clients and customers understand they're being impacted. They hopefully understand that inflation is a reality. And so uh, while they may not be happy about it, they understand. 
I had the opportunity to interview Herman Simon. Herman Simon is a PhD and a world-renowned management thinker, consultant, and pricing expert. He's also an entrepreneur and the leading authority on the Hidden Champions business model. And we talked about that as well as his thoughts on raising prices on episode 426 of this podcast. It's naive that you can simply pass through your cost increases to your customers. You have to very carefully look at the willingness of the customers to pay. Are they willing to pay more? Are they resisting? And that is a very tricky issue. And you have to accept that you have to absorb a part of the problem. My, my percentages are the follow. If you have a cost increase of 10%, you can absorb half of that. Five the cost increase in, in my supply chain of 10%. Yeah. Yeah, in your supply chain, including labor costs, parts you buy, etc. Let's just to make it simple to have a round number 10. You can then pass through, typically that's our experience, 50% of that, so 5% through price increases. You can achieve 2% by cost uh, efficiencies, and you have to swallow 3%, at least for the time being until everything has adjusted. And concerning the price increases, two recommendations. First, be agile, be fast. Don't wait until the costs have actually increased and then you come with a lag, time lag of, of three months. This destroys your annual profit. Valuable insights there from Herman Seinman. And again, that's from episode 426 of The How of Business. So you may not be able to pass on all of those increases to your clients. You may have to absorb some of them. But he lays out, I thought, a really great formula that might help us in deciding how much of those increases that we're experiencing in our supply chain might we possibly pass on to our clients. And then he emphasizes the point of speed, being able to do this quickly or having to do this quickly or the impact that it can have and will have on our bottom line can be critical for our business. So in addition to inflation, of course, there's been the ongoing disruption to our supply chains. For those of you who have that, what I'm seeing anecdotally is some improvements in certain sectors and in certain industries. Hopefully you're seeing that as well. But we have to continue to plan for that disruption and what the impact is on our businesses. I have some clients, for example, that are, are able to now slow down a little bit or ease up again on inventory on hand because delivery times have accelerated. If you're starting a new business and you need to make sure you do your research and assess what is going on there, do you need to plan for the cost of carrying more inventory, for example, or are the materials or products that you're acquiring uh, or have better delivery timeframes now and you don't have to hold that inventory? Of course, there's the fear of recession. And so whether that's a reality or not, it does impact consumer confidence. And so we have to be aware of that. It's going to impact more likely as it has in the past, those discretionary areas, those discretionary industries where people might say, well, I'm not going to spend that money now because I don't know what the economy is going to do. I don't know what's going to happen to me or my job. So we have to think about that and forecast what the impact might be on our business. And the last impact that we all need to be aware of is labor. Of course, during the pandemic, we've had a labor shortage. And even now, as we come out of the pandemic, that has continued. I am seeing, again, anecdotally, based on what I'm hearing from 
my clients and in my businesses a bit of an improvement in this area. But certainly it has come at a cost and that's something we have to factor in. We had to hire, for a lot of us, had to hire people last year or maybe the year before, perhaps at a higher rate, a higher base salary, a higher wage. And so what will be the impact of that on your business in 2023 and going forward? At a minimum, it might be now that the rest of your staff is going to expect a increase in their base pay or in their compensation package. So what will the impact of that be on your business? And then, of course, depending on the type of business that you're in, or you're planning to start, the the short term or the near term appears to be a settling on a hybrid model of remote work with some days coming into the office. So it's something to think about and what is the impact of that? Again, whether you're planning for a new business or an existing business owner, how do you accommodate that? I've mentioned a couple of times the need for us to get help in our entrepreneurial journey. And so I want to make you aware of my coaching programs. I offer a one-on-one -on -one coaching program where I work with either aspiring business owners or existing business owners like yourselves to help you achieve your goals. So if you think I might be able to help you, the first step is to simply schedule a free coaching consultation with me. And on that call, I'll ask you some questions about what you're planning to do, and then we'll decide if it's a fit and if I might be able to help you. So go to thehowofbusiness.com and right on the homepage, you'll see a button to schedule a free coaching consultation with me. If you're not ready for one-on-one -on -one coaching, I also offer a Patreon program and that membership gets you access to special discounts and content, including group coaching sessions. So check out those coaching programs and get the help that you need to get started or to grow your small business today. So as I was looking back at 2022, here are the three most popular episodes of The How of Business. First was episode 408, Small Business Startup Checklist. And that's an episode where I walk through a free download, which is a checklist to help you at a high level uh, check off all of the steps required to start your small business. Second most popular episode was episode 432, Side Hustle Small Business with Nick Loper. Nick Loper is a well-known podcaster who whose show specializes and focuses on helping people understand, build, and grow a side hustle business, a business that you will start on the side while you keep your job. And in the third most popular episode was episode 407, which was on the topic of funding your business. I walked through a lot of the different options on how to find the money, the cash, the capital to start your small business. One of the goals I set for this year is to read five books. And so I'm going to track that a little better this year to make sure that I actually get through these books. But a couple of my favorites that I read recently is Build a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Great insights on how to build a brand and how to communicate that brand through our websites and all of our other marketing messages. And then I had the, the great pleasure of having Candace Nelson, the founder of Sprinkles, on my show. And back on episode 447, she she, uh, talked about her new book called Sweet Success, A Simple Recipe to Turn Your Passion into Profit. Now, speaking of books, as you know, and I mentioned already, I often ask my guests or I try to ask all of my guests for a book recommendation and I keep a tally of those top book recommendations. And if you sign up to my email list, that's one of the ways that I share that list on a regular basis. But here are the current top five most recommended books since I started the show in 2016. Number one, I already mentioned 
the E-Myth. So the E-Myth by Michael Gerber is the number one most recommended book. All of the professionals and entrepreneurs and experts that I have interviewed on my show uh, over 400 plus episodes. Number two is Traction by Gino Wickman. Number three is Think and Grow Rich. Number four is The 4-Hour Workweek. And then there's a tie at number five right now between Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Start With Why. I'll have that list on the show notes page for this episode, but that's my list of the most recommended books of all time on the How of Business podcast. I mentioned earlier workshops. I offer on a periodic basis online workshops on different subjects. And in 2023, that's going to include my business plan workshop, the financial projections workshop, and a cash flow management workshop. So if any of those topics is of interest to you, go to the How of Business and you'll see the latest date and how to learn more and register for those online workshops. I mentioned my email list, so I invite you to join my email list to stay informed on the latest episodes, workshops, and other resources that I offer. I send an email out about once a month, so you're not going to be inundated with my emails. And of course, you can unsubscribe at any time. So on the howabusiness.com, you'll see a button at the top of the screen that'll allow you to subscribe to my email list. Before I conclude this episode, I want to share with you a portion of the conversation that I had with Candace Nelson. Candace is the founder of Sprinkles Cupcakes, and I had the great pleasure and opportunity, as I mentioned, to chat with her on episode 447 of the How of Business podcast. As I usually do with my guests at the end, I ask them for one key takeaway, and here's what she had to share, which I think you will find inspirational and motivational. I think it's just to dream big dreams bet on yourself. It doesn't mean that you have to start a business, but we got one go at this. So, um, you know, go for it. Love that. And I think that, you know, you said at the outset, something that resonated with me as well. And I think with most people, one of the reasons you became your own boss is no one can limit you, right? Only yourself. Now our resources limit us, but for the most part, our dreams are only limited by what we can dream, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Don't, yeah. And, and, and just because something seems impossible doesn't mean you should dismiss it. That's that what if magical thinking again. It has gotten me far and you can really exercise that muscle. And on one of these days, you know, they say luck is when, what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Um, so if you're exercising those muscles, one day you're going to land that great idea and you're going to go for it. Great insights and motivation from Candace Nelson. And again, that was from my conversation with her on episode 447 of the show. So I'll wrap it up with my challenge to you. What's one thing that you heard of that I shared with you that my guests shared with you here as it relates to setting your goals and planning for continued success in 2023? What's one thing you're going to implement today if possible? And I want to challenge you that if you're listening remotely, like I usually do to podcasts, that you take a moment, make a note on your phone or write it down because I know what I do sometimes is I, I get a brilliant idea when I listen to a show and then I forget by the time I get home. So make a note of it. Really get something from this time that you have invested to be with me here on this show. And what is at least one thing that you're going to do? Perhaps it's to write down your goals. One thing you're going to take away from the time you invested in listening to this episode. I wish you the best as you start and grow your successful and profitable small business. This is Henry Lopez. 
and thanks for joining me for this episode of The How of Business. I release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, including my website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.